Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Benji, it has been quite some time since we were able to get together to record an episode. Yeah. Because you've been off having some great vacation fun. A little bit. But now we get to sit back at the round table and have another discussion. You came up with a great topic idea for us to discuss. So I'll let you kick things off. Today we're going to talk about setting up a service within ProPresenter. And we'll probably deviate a little bit from there. But more or less, how do we set up a weekend service? That's everything from importing songs, putting in backgrounds, message slides, everything like that. How do we do that for a weekend service? And then we'll probably talk about some settings and messages and timers and, and things like that. But the bulk of it is how do we set up just a normal weekend service in ProPresenter? So at Harvest, we use Planning Center to create our service flow, and that's how we stay organized. In ProPresenter, there is a nice integration with Planning Center so that we can download that playlist, basically the same format as our Planning Center. But for our listeners who want to know a little bit more about that integration and that piece inside of services... Episode 9 is a great resource to refer back to that. We went in pretty deep with the Planning Center ProPresenter integration and building a service from scratch on the Planning Center side of it. So take a listen on Episode 9 if you want more detail as far as building your order of service. We're going to talk more or less how to build it within ProPresenter and getting our files all together. So... At that point, I can click the service that I need to work on, and I can import it. Having the same file name links everything up so that it, when it creates that playlist in ProPresenter, it's all in order. Things are laid out exactly how we have had it laid out on the Planning Center. And realistically, if we left it that way, we could even hit the Update button, and things would update and refresh and move things around if we needed to make a change. I tend to go in and then link all the files that did not automatically connect over because not everything that I have has the same exact name, which I guess is important for the linking. So then I'm using Command F to launch the search box, search box within ProPresenter. And then I link up all of the, uh, essentially I have to link up like announcements, um, worship songs. Worship songs are already usually linked. Right. That, yep. that usually links over. So kind of any of our like announcement-y kind of things, I end up having to like relink in. Yep. Including like the thank you at the end. Uh, welcome video has been transferring over great actually every time. And then I will convert that playlist. Usually I actually don't leave it as a ProPresenter playlist, I convert it to a standard playlist so that I could export the playlist because you're not 
capable of exporting it without converting it. Why do you export it? Uh, I'm exporting it because we're passing our file back and forth between myself and the worship pastor to make edits and changes on it. There's probably a way within ProPresenter to alleviate that, and we're not using a cloud storage solution. All of these files are internal on our device. Yep. What else? Sermon slides. Sermon slides. You don't have actual sermon slides, correct? You do like lower thirds and things like that? Sermon slides can sometimes be like a full screen image or a full screen text or a full screen how do, how do you Picture. how do you get that into ProPresenter? So that is created by our senior pastor's assistant who has an instance of ProPresenter on their machine. They will create it and essentially upload and email it to me, upload it to OneDrive and email it to me as a verification. I then download that file and simply basically click on the file and it pulls up a operation window that says, would you like to import this file? I say yes kind of thing. Imports it in right to the playlist that I have up and running at that time. Got it. So it doesn't take that much time to do. So they're building them within ProPresenter just on a separate machine. Yes. Okay. Within ProPresenter. So the file is the exact same. They're running ProPresenter 7. Yep. It's just a different machine that we're putting it onto. Yep. Um, it's partly that way because we have a quick turnaround. We don't have a ton of getting the slides super far out in advance. Our rehearsal starts at 4 o'clock on, on Saturdays. Saturday. I sometimes get those slides at 4.15, 4 4.30 during that rehearsal. So we can't interrupt for a 5:30 service for or a 5:30 service. Okay. So I can't interrupt importing that file while we're rehearsing the music side of things. So there have been times where I'm importing that file at 5:10 p.m. Nice. And I don't have time to click through and make sure that every image right. loaded in properly. Yep. So that's just one of the risks that we take because yep. we're importing it later in the yep. game. Well, let me just break down our libraries a little bit. Just I kind of wanted to go there okay. a little bit, which is a detail-oriented setting. But I actually have multiple libraries. I'm not sure if you're set up that way. So I kind of view them as folders for everything to go in. So there's a songs library, sermon presentation library. Sermons is one library. Presentations is another library, which is where I house like announcements and things like that to kind of stay organized within ProPresenter. When you click the finder search tool, it searches it's every, every yeah. it's searching everything. Yep. But just to kind of have that little label on the right side of it, like to kind of know where it's at. And I've created multiple libraries for each type of presentation. Uh, announcement video. Do you do videos or are they live in person? We're doing announcement videos, which my coworker will upload yep. to the internet on OneDrive. Mm-hmm. I have access to that OneDrive folder and then I download it into ProPresenter. You into download a you, hot folder, got essentially. It. So you download it, the file to your computer that's in a hot folder link 
within ProPresenter. Yep. And then you drag and drop it into the... From not, from the media window? Yep. I just drag and drop that yep. onto the pre-existing announcement video. Presentation. So that takes over. Yep. And then we're off and running. And yep. it's got all the macros set up on that slide. So as soon as we click it, it's not like I have to reset that every time. Right. It's ready to go. And there's rarely an issue with that. When do you typically get the announcement video or any video that you were to play in that weekend service? When would you get those typically? The file is there usually by Thursday. Okay. But I am usually putting the final finishing touches on the pro presenter either Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. Got it. And then we do a full So then you can sound check and get it all set. But then on Saturday, you do a full run through. You're running those videos or at least part of that video to sound check and everything. Yep. How do you manage your worship backgrounds? Because we iMag, we're not utilizing all of the CMG backgrounds per se. However... I do utilize them on our announcement slides. So those live in another dedicated like CMG hot folder on the computer itself in the shared folder, actually. So it could be used across users, even though there's only one user. Yep. So then we just drag and drop from that media folder and plop it in there and change up whatever that announcement slide looks like. And then there's a motion to that announcement slide. For instance, prayer available after service, just to give it a little bit more of a flair, instead of it being a static image, it can have one of those moving backgrounds. Or at the end of the service, we have a thank you for joining us slide. That's always pulled in from CMG and updated semi-regularly so that it changes out color and typeface and all sorts of things. You said earlier that you convert your planning center presentation to ProPresenter. Why do you do that? Because I can't export a planning center presentation. Got it. Okay. To pass it back and forth. Yep. And it also, when you export it, it includes all the, you can check the box at least to include all the media content. You're right. So your service order you have looping slides pre-service. Looping slides and pre-service. And those are saved where and how do you get those to your computer and into ProPresenter? This is a system I need to change. Okay. And I'm very glad to hear any feedback from you. Yep. Right now, those files are uploaded by our creative consultant Okay. to a... SharePoint folder and updated as such that whatever is in that SharePoint folder, those are the announcements that are we are supposed to be advertising that week. Okay. So every week I open a web browser to go see what is in the SharePoint folder because I don't have access to the SharePoint folder within the OneDrive app. So are you getting a new folder every week or does the creative person get rid of or add to the same folder? They get rid of slash add to the same folder. Okay. So then I'm looking at our ProPresenter file and updating whatever is coming in. So if there's a new announcement, download that file, load it in and upload it in. Okay. So you download things to your computer. So announcement video, for example, these slides, 
where do those get stored at? Are those just in the downloads folder and you just drag it right into ProPresenter? Do you have a... I have a file system on the computer itself. It is not cloud-based, which I know you would advocate for. But it is not Mm cloud-based. Everything is downloaded onto the computer and in a shared folder. Still organized and still has a file structure. It ends up in the downloads folder. I then move you're it to the right that to correct folder because then I have the hot folders linked right. in ProPresenter so that it references that yep. file. Got it. But in this case, I have to download the new ones and then obviously easily delete the ones that aren't being used anymore. So um, your workflow is every week you're going to this SharePoint folder, web browser folder, seeing what is new or whatever, downloading those those get to your downloads folder you drag and drop those into your announcement folder that has a hot link within ProPresenter that then you click and drag it up to your pre-service looping slides correct got it it's a lot of steps it's a lot of steps for one picture yep so and when do you typically get those pictures the deadline is set for Thursday at noon. So most, so whatever most is, media other than the sermon slides, media-wise, is typically Thursday-ish. Yes. Before the that weekend. Before that weekend. Got it. And a lot of them are reused until they're Ex- expired. Oh, they're expired, right. So there's not a ton changing week to week. It's usually the addition of two, maybe three announcements. How do you know when to delete one? If the event has passed. Or registration is closed or whatever it might be. If the event has passed, registration is closed. But that's on you. No one tells you, hey, can you take this slide off now or that slide or anything like that? Not specifically unless I see it's not in that folder anymore. Then it's kind of an indication of, hey, you don't really need to announce this But that's just more like brain power that you have to remember. Oh, yeah, I did have that one slide in last week. I no longer see it in the SharePoint folder. Now I have to go delete it. Correct. Got it. Okay. So then you have your looping announcement slides. You have a countdown timer that's that's built in within ProPresenter. Do you use a five-minute countdown timer from like CMG or what do you do for that? The timer is created within ProPresenter. Okay. So you're not using like a five-minute or 10-minute countdown timer from CMG or from another background company. No, I'm creating that within ProPresenter yep. so that can link like the stage display clock. Much easier, just pulls the same yep. clock information in yep. as what is going off to the screens or online. Yep. So then uh, Countdown Hit Zero goes typically into a song or a welcome slide. Actually, we've kind of been switching up our format right now, and we're going straight into that welcome video. Okay. So timer hits zero right into the welcome video. And are you manually clicking that, or is it set to automatically play? That is set to automatically play. Okay. Based on the time of day. Okay. So there are three timers set for our three services. Within, this is all happening within ProPresenter, which yep. is ProPresenter is so powerful. It is. You can set the date and time for the video to play or, or really select any file at a certain time. Um, so right now ours is selecting it right at the time of each of our start services. And it clicks that video, and once the video is done, it automatically clicks on the next slide or the next playlist item. Do slide. you have to set that up every week as far as the video because your playlist changes? Changes. 
I do set that up every week because the playlist changes. Yeah. So if I were to forget, our operators do know. If that doesn't Ma- go, click you can it, manually it click it if you yep. don't see it going right away. Got it. So then that was the that video is set to foreground with a go to next timer of as zero. As zero. So what that allows to happen is as soon as that video is done, it will automatically go to the next whatever song Correct. another video a slide whatever it might be and because we're linking our lighting with pro presenter as well especially for a video it's very nice that that video is clicked house dims yep. video plays when that next slide is clicked it also has a trigger to bring the house lights back up back to up wherever they need to yep. be got it and then you go through different elements of the service you have so then we're songs doing message songs, whatever message, it might be um, we kind of re-hit on some of our announcements after the message. Yep. And then we go into a final song and then we go to a basically thank you for joining us slide with yep. our website available for those so then that, watching. That online. slide just basically just sits there until the operator clicks back at the top. That or until our start time of the next service automatically, automatically clicks. Brings up. Got it. Which is set for 12 minutes before our next service 12 not 10 or 15 not 10 12 can i ask why 12 our live stream starts 10 minutes before our service okay so i wanted it to for sure have clicked before that live stream starts but i also wanted it to be as close to that 10 minute mark as possible because sometimes our services can actually go long no way. Yes. Church service goes over? Church services do go over. Those preachers like to talk. So it's a fail safe for us to have it as close to that next start time without interrupting what's going on currently. Okay, cool. And then, so you have three services, one on Saturday uh, and then two on Sunday morning. It's the same playlist every... Yeah, same for the playlist full for the full weekend. We are not running... Two different types of services. Yeah. It's the same service on Saturday night as it is at 1045 on Sunday. Got it. So that's kind of the lay of the land as far as how I create and develop the items within a service mm-hmm. outside of like going into a specific song, changing the arrangement. Those things at this point, with the exception of a new song, are not changing too often because we usually run the same arrangement yep. Yep. most of the time. Or if we're not, because we're automating, we don't have to change the arrangement. We can just change which slide it grabs to follow along with. What is your system? And I'm listening for ideas. One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Sweet. Well, we have a system. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> it it mostly works, I think. We're we're similar. Again, we build our order of service through Planning Center. We import that into ProPresenter. We label everything 
in Planning Center the same as it is in the library of ProPresenter. So for example, announcement video, if we're doing an announcement video, it's labeled announcement video in the library of ProPresenter. So we label it announcement video on Planning Center. So when we import that order of service, it automatically grabs announcement video, the message, all the songs, dismissal, all that stuff. So I think I only really ever have to do maybe one like manual override, if that, like communion, all that stuff. It's just we label it the exact same. So it just automatically links. We don't do multiple libraries like you do. We only do one for the most part. We do have some other stuff, but we really only use one. Is that? And I think because you're always importing your sermon slides or your presentation. So you're always adding to your library that sermon, right? Yeah. It's adding it to a library. Yeah. If I was importing, I probably would do the same thing. I'd probably have a library just for sermons. Especially when it comes to like, if there's something with the same name in the same folder, like sometimes yeah. that's a benefit, but it can be a struggle because you don't want it to override something that was pre-existing with a similar name. Our pastors create all of their slides in Keynote. Mostly, I, I think they all do it in Keynote. They export those as images. I also typically get those around the 3 to 4 o'clock hour on Saturday for our 5 o'clock Saturday service. Really? I thought you were getting those sooner. No, I'm not importing like you are. So that my process is pretty quick. We have we use Google Drive for everything, like everything. everything. So all of our pastors export their slides into a specific folder that is a shared folder on Google Drive that automatically downloads those files onto my ProPresenter machine. And then it's just a simple drag and drop right into the message presentation. We always have a black slide at the start with all of our triggers and cues on it. So it's set to a point two go to next. So it literally just like clicks it really quick and then goes right to the first slide of the message. So that black slide has the countdown timer for our stage display. So they know how long they're preaching for. It does an audience look, lights, it changes our soundboard, brings up the fader level for the pastor's mic. It does a lot of triggers. So that never gets deleted. It just stays there. And then we just drag and drop the 10, 15, 20 slides, however many slides the pastor has right after that, and boom, done. So we can literally do that between songs if the band is practicing or in the middle of their rehearsal because it's already, it's already downloaded as soon as they upload them, downloads it, done. Basically anything else, so video-wise, we also typically get the Thursday before. I'm off on Fridays, so Thursday by noon is the cutoff time. So we get everything before that. Uh, that gives me time to get everything loaded. Do a run-through. Do a run-through, make sure it's good volume-wise, all that stuff. And that's also through Google Drive as well. So there's a specific folder called ProPresenter Videos. So they just drag their video in, uploads it, automatically downloads it to my computer. And all those files are saved for offline use. So I actually don't move them out of those folders. So ProPresenter is reading those video files, sermon slides, all from Google Drive. 
Our announcement slides are also, again, another folder on Google Drive. So our communications director will make those slides, put them in there. I'll sort by newest Newest. added. So then I can see, okay, that's a new one. Drag and drop. All of our slides that we might have for like offering, basically what you were saying, like the CMG slides were like the offering slide, the if you're new visit slide, follow us on social media slide. Every month when a new one comes out, we just save it the same file name. So I don't have to redrag and import that into ProPresenter. It just reads it it. automatically. I also tell if we do have to remake announcement video or if we have to remake a slide, everyone knows just label it the exact same. So I don't have to drag and drop that file again. It just automatically updates updates and then it it plays the updated file. I only use one hot folder for motion backgrounds because we don't do iMag. All of our motion backgrounds are also saved on Google Drive. A lot of times I'll download those onto my computer, drag and drop them into Google Drive, and then they're ready to go on the appropriate center machine. But then that's a hot folder linked to that Google Drive folder that then I can drag and drop my backgrounds in. Yeah, ProPresenter can get cluttered. Yep. So that's where what I've started to do is figure out Kind of what you're, you've already done, but just figuring out a better system for where the files are, yep. how they get there even. Morris is set up the exact same way. What? I know. But since it is a setup and teardown, we can't access that computer on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. We literally roll it off a trailer, plug it in on Sunday morning, turn it on, and that's our access to the computer for the entire... for. that whole week that's our first chance on that computer so that's where saving things to the cloud is super beneficial because when we do announcement video most of the time that campus gets a separate announcement video it might have that campus specific announcements or manuka might get their campus specific announcements so they're two separate videos so there's a morse shared Google folder and then a Manuka. And then within that, there's more breakouts, whether it's video related, audio related, but same concept. So whoever's preaching in Morse saves their images for their slides to the Morse folder that's labeled message slides. So we know, okay, we see that drag and drop in. It still has that black slide for the first that does all the timers and cues and all that stuff. Same thing with announcement slides the video announcement, all that stuff, basically the exact same concept. So it's pretty simple. We plug in, we turn the machine on. That's like one of the first things that gets turned on. So it's got time to download any of those files. Again, also saved for offline use. So we don't need internet once they're downloaded. We're not moving them off and onto a different folder within the computer. They're just all red. Ready to go. Ready to go. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, 
announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today. That does lead me back to my setup a little bit for our message. Since I don't get that file until last minute, Yep. I do have a sermon message placeholder item slide, which is also now doubles as our lower third banner. Like that's where that file, that text lives. Yep. So then essentially I just load in the sermon just below that item. And then delete that. And then first, that no, I keep it. Oh, okay. I keep the place because it also has the lower oh, third. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, what I have to do then is actually add a second placeholder. So this is where it gets kind of strange, but not really. <laughs> I have the one, but then I'm loading in another file. But when it comes to the automation, we needed the two to be there because we're passing that file back and forth to handle the automation stuff so that it grabs the correct item number later. Got so it. So I keep yeah. one. It's the same exact file item. Yeah. But I keep one and then delete the other and then yep. the sermon takes its place so that it still counts. Yeah. Yeah. So we keep we keep our playlist order as linked to planning center. So anytime we need to make a change in the order, we make the change on planning center, hit the little refresh button. So you're never exporting we don't, I or changing it. Or- I've never exported a playlist, I don't think ever. So We do have multiple people that work on the computers, but they'll either VPN in or screen share in. And so like our worship pastor will do the order, the arrangement of every song. I'll do the backgrounds and the cues and all that stuff, but he's the one doing the order or the arrangement. So he'll just VPN in or remote log in from his office, wherever, and do that order. So we're always working on that machine so we don't have to export it and then our pastors are making their slides outside of plant pro presenter and just saving them as images so and that gets me to my next topic where if there's a funeral anything like that a missionary that comes in they've got a powerpoint or they have a bunch of images that you need to show i always tell everybody just it doesn't matter where you make them don't add any fancy transitions just make your slides, make them in this resolution, so 1920 by 1080, and then export them as images, and then send me those images. That's, that's it. There's no like trying to open up PowerPoint on my computer and play their presentation or Keynote or anything like that. We only use ProPresenter. So if they don't send me the images either correctly or on time, chances are they're probably not going to be shown on screen. And that can be a tough conversation, but we have a lot less technical errors and last minute things because of that. Yeah. So they get me all that information. That gives me time to load them, make sure that they're they're correct. If they're not, that gives us a little buffer to say, no, actually, can you resend those? They didn't come out. They didn't transfer right, whatever it might be. And then, you know, if, if you're opening up the PowerPoint presentation or keynote and they have fancy text and it's not on your computer, 
then then it's going to not look it's right not going to anyway. look right so this way they're saved as images you don't need to have the pictures on your computer you don't need to have the fonts on your computer it just works and they're just images and you're not trying to switch between programs and all that garbage it just works in our facility because so many people are moving in and out and there's a lot of external groups coming in that hasn't been the easiest solution for us to implement. Yeah. So I do have PowerPoint keynote on most of the other computers so that they can just open up their file and go with whatever's there. See, even if we can't even play a keynote or PowerPoint on, I can't on my machine because I've only got SDI out through a deck leak card that is only working through ProPresenter. So like I don't physically have a capability of even running that presentation. Yeah. So now we don't in the worship center either in theory because of the same thing. It's in on a deck link card, but in some of our other venues we can do this Yeah. or we've made accessible an HDMI like another input, input or whatever they to that video to. switch so that just plug your computer in here, just run your yep. thing. Yeah. It's kind of a give and take on which headache do you want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So, but in our instance, I think with multiple outside groups coming in to sure. use their facility, it's really hard to just manage what they bring in. Yep. So, yeah, we used to have a separate input for like a laptop and we used to do that. But then we ran into issues where like their resolution wouldn't match what we need to. And <laughs> then we'd have to add a converter box. And it was just like, oh, my word, we're done with this. Just send me the images and everybody, will be, day. everybody will be happy. So let's touch quickly on you have a new system for your timers, apparently, that I don't know about. It shouldn't be new. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I used to have a timer for everything and by everything i mean everything so there was a service timer for starting the service at 5 30 9 o'clock 10 45 7 o'clock and th these are individual timers mm -hmm. you can have one timer for that really so you can have a countdown to time timer yep and then set that up on your slide so when then, you add that action there you can put the time you can set the configuration yep so you hit that checkbox you set the configuration and it saves it only for that action whenever that you cue. click that what actually happens i've watched it happen now and it's really cool is it'll change that timer that you've created so it'll jump so as long as they're not happening simultaneously yep you're in the clear so like a service timer shouldn't be happening simultaneously yep so it auto updates that same timer, which has also made it so that I don't need, because I used to have like a stage display look for every timer, mm -hmm. 5.30, because that timer was linked with that stage display. Yep. So now I've been able to clear up all of that, including the messages timer, mm -hmm. Which is doing like the banner timer. So now it's all pulling in literally the same timer information. What made you find that out or try that or do that? I think I picked it up from Philo. Okay. Indirectly. Got it. I did not attend 
the pro presenter session, but yep. I did start reading and saw some pictures of people who did. And then I was just looking at like, they don't have very many timers. Like, how are they doing this? And I knew about the set configuration thing, yep. but I just wasn't using it probably properly. Yep. And I did know you could have a, like, I call it segment timer for when like our preaching time or talking time. I did know that that one would update based on the configuration. Yep. But I didn't know, so I just kind of tried it out on the timer configuration, and it worked. So then I was, ba- I basically did have to reset up all those items, but now it's running from the same clock, and I was able to get rid of a lot of like. How long? You been, how long you been running that now? This Sunday was the first time, and everything worked nice and smooth. Everything worked nice and smooth. Nice. Yeah. Good job. So I have separate timers. I know. However, my what I would call my pre-service stage display that shows the countdown timer. I actually have all three countdown timers on that stage display. For every service? For every service, you can see they're not all running because it's a timer based on each service. But I have the a text box that's linked to each timer on that all-on-one stage display. I think you could get rid of that. But I could get rid of that and just do one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what I did. I got and work it's to do. been incredible. Like, just from uh, my brain hurts, like, opening up the stage looks layout. Like, why do I have so many of these I think I've only got there? four. In addition to what, to the other. Well, I guess because you put the timer. Yeah. So I've got, like, a pre-service countdown. Pre- yeah. A video to show the length of each video. Worship. Yeah. message, uh, and then a talk just for like any random talking. So I guess I got five. Yeah, because you had that timer text for all, all of the timers yeah. on one slide. That frees I up just, a few. I had duplicated yeah. those stage looks. Got it. But anyway, it just makes it more simple to think through even when you just want to set the configuration like you don't have to change it. Yeah. Or, or even when I had to do new service times like typically for easter we're not actually running our same regular service times we kind of throw in another service so that shifts our times so then i was creating another time another timer for all of those different ones so then i had seven because i didn't want to delete the ones that were already there yeah so i don't know this was a game changer that's pretty cool it opened the door game changer so anyway nice i think that's a Deep dive into some pro presenter. Yeah. My last thing. Yeah, go for it. That I will add is when we hit our dismissal slide at the end of service, it actually sends a trigger MIDI queue over to QLab that has a, I think it's a pre-wait timer of like maybe 60 seconds, like one minute. And then it sends a MIDI queue back to pro presenter to go to the top of the playlist. So we don't have to like to click the announcement looping. Yeah. But, but for the, since you asked me to, for like the start of your service, is that automated? It is not. When it hits zero? Nope. That's not automated. It's not only because, and I'm literally, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that we have had to start late because we don't start with a video. If we started with a video, I probably would automate that. But we start with either a our worship pastor welcoming everybody, everyone, having everyone stand up, that type of thing, or we go right into a song. 
every so often, and I mean like probably less than five in my seven years of being on staff, we've had to start late. Someone loses a microphone. They're not actually on stage when they're when they should be or ready and ready to start. So we've had to be like 10 seconds late, probably less than five times. But in that rare case of, hey, hold on, we're not quite ready. I don't have to go stop a script or to do anything. Yeah. So and I don't want to have to change that every week because our playlists are changing. So if we did start with a video, I don't want to go into the calendar and have to set that up every week to automate that start. I just, cause I will probably forget. Yeah. So we just, we don't automate our lyrics. So our pro presenter ops just countdown timer hit zero. They're there with the mouse ready to click on the welcome slide or the first song. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing your pro presenter setup. You too. Thanks for listening. Yes. To our listeners and to you, Benji. Huh. Thanks. Be sure to follow us on Instagram technology in worship it'll change your life and it'll be a game changer see ya see ya